It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome back to Extra Time presented by Betway. I am your host, Liam Haro. No, that's not who I am. I'm Brett Holden. Yes, I'm stepping in for Liam, who has been in Europe back home for a little while back home in England, not to be confused with Britain was, but I am stepping in for him today a couple more times until he does get back. Excuse the uh, tardiness on this episode as I myself have been going through a little bit of a move, but don't worry about me. You don't care about me. You care about the football ahead. And that is what we are going to be talking about in this episode of Extra Time. On today's episode of Extra Time presented by Betway, we are going to start off with a little bit of Kylian Mbappe talk. Where will Mbappe go? We know that he's definitely not going to stay with PSG, but does that mean Real Madrid will be taking a poke at him? Is Ancelotti's words in the media just a little bit of a smokescreen, or will he end up with anybody other than Real Madrid? We will talk about that in a little bit, but also on today's episode of Extra Time presented by Betway, we're going to talk a little transfer news as teams are setting their rosters, setting their squads for the upcoming European seasons. Some pretty interesting moves so far and recently from teams like Manchester United and Chelsea. And I want to talk about some of the Saudi Arabia signings as well. The list keeps growing. How do we feel about football in Saudi Arabia? And we'll wrap up with a little bit of Women's World Cup talk. All that and much more on today's episode of Extra Time presented by Betway. Alrighty, let's get into the Killian Mbappe talk. Is it seems like we're not too sure where Kylian Mbappe is going to end up as Real Madrid is seemed to be the favorites for a long time. And well, that changed as Carlo Ancelotti basically said, we don't need him. Their offense and their attack is basically already set. So that doesn't really. And the interesting thing about this Kylian Mbappe whole business is that it happened pretty late in the transfer process. Most teams who have been setting up or taking a a look at a player like Kylian Mbappe have already moved on from Mbappe and have already found their 
replacements for Killian Mbappe teams. I won't necessarily say Bayern Munich was in that conversation, but a team like Bayern Munich, who had an obvious need at striker, has had that obvious need at striker for quite a while, well, since uh, Lewandowski left. Those teams have already found their targets. They know who they're going for. And for a player like Kylian Mbappe, who's garnering 700 million euros or whatever currency you want to throw that in, basically a billion, it's pretty difficult to then set aside your your financial wages, your financial aid that you might have to then go, oh, yeah, you know what? Let's sign Kylian Mbappe when there are numerous teams who might be able to outbid you. Not so much for a team like Barcelona. That is more the the idea for a team like Barcelona, who is reportedly broke, who we know doesn't have exactly a lot of money. And if they were to throw money at Kylian Mbappe... There may be some question marks that start coming around Barcelona. How did you afford him? And those are question marks that they just basically and literally can't afford right now. So Real Madrid is out of the race. Barcelona is out of the race. He's not staying with PSG. He has stated that he's not going to play in Saudi Arabia but it still is seeming more and more realistic that he does play in Saudi Arabia. But there have been other teams that have recently popped up for Kylian Mbappe where he might sign a team like the Tottenham Hotspurs. I just said the Tottenham Hotspurs. Tottenham Hotspurs is more what I was going for. Tottenham Hotspur would be a very interesting side to take a look at for Kylian Mbappe. Obviously, they have the need of a striker with Harry Kane leaving. And could you imagine one of the greatest, if not the greatest English striker is replaced by a French striker? That would be pretty interesting. But I don't think they really care, especially considering you're signing arguably the best footballer in the world. But does he want to go to Tottenham? Is that a place that would make a lot of sense for Kylian Mbappe? A team that has basically been on the brink of either a Champions League or a Champions League trophy, even if you go back just a couple of years as well. Are they in the conversation right now for the Premier League title? No, not realistically. They can be in the conversation if they want, but not realistically. If they have Mbappe, maybe, probably, but it still just doesn't seem right for Tottenham and Mbappe and really just in general. Another team that has popped up but has lost the probability of a transfer, according to Transfer Market, has been Arsenal. Arsenal would make a lot of sense. Their team who just recently, just recently, just this past year, almost won the Premier League without a guy like Kylian Mbappe. They have a lot of tools around them and young tools as well that this wouldn't necessarily be a rental of two, three years for Mbappe, but potentially more of a project Mbappe, if you prefer, 
for Arsenal. Then you can have guys like Martinelli, like Odegaard, like Smith-Rowe. You can keep going with the young talent, Saka, uh, um, Reese Nelson. They have a whole bunch of attacking, I don't want to say youth because they aren't youth, but younger players that they can then adapt and develop into playing as a unit for a long time, kind of create uh, the new age untouchables, if if you kind of know what I'm saying here. But, oh, and Gabriel Jesus, I forgot about Gabriel Jesus. One team that I really want to talk about with Kylian Mbappe is Chelsea. And that sucks, first of all, because I feel like Chelsea and Kylian Mbappe Makes a lot of sense. North team or North team, a London team, uh, you know, a lot of money going into the squad. It's a pretty storied club as well in the big city like London, stuff like that. It makes a lot of sense. But here's why it makes even more sense. The owner of Chelsea, Todd Bowley, the owner of the L.A. Dodgers. Now, here's where a little bit of a a, a hiccup or an issue could come up. Obviously, right now, Kylian Mbappe is worth an insane amount of money, and that is money that Bowley has proven he is willing to spend. He has spent... A hundred million on Mudrick and all these other players for Chelsea that they eventually ended 12th in the league with. But that's a different story. This is money that Todd Bowley has been willingly. Not frugal with has been willingly spending for this Chelsea football club. And nothing has changed on that side when it comes to the baseball team. Todd Bowley has still been spending a lot of money in the past for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Los Angeles Dodgers have won a World Series. But the hiccup comes and the issue comes with the baseball side when it comes to Kylian Mbappe and Chelsea. Why, you may ask? Because right now, Shohei Otani, the international superstar, Shohei Otani, his contract is going to be up this winter at the end of the season. Right now, the Los Angeles Angels are not very likely to retain his rights. And Shohei Otani is most likely to be staying on the West Coast, easier travel back home to Japan, and he's already made a home there. And that contract that Shohei Otani is going to make is going to be record-breaking. Probably upwards of 600 to 700 million American dollars. And right now the front runners to sign Shohei Otani are the Los Angeles Dodgers. So, if Shohei Otani is likely to sign with the Los Angeles Dodgers, Todd Bowley may have to make a decision between $700 million for Shohei Otani or 700 million euros or pounds for Kylian Mbappe. If he goes for both, and I'm not exactly the best at math, so please excuse me if I'm wrong here, but that would be $1.4 billion 
between Chelsea and the Los Angeles Dodgers for Todd Bowley to be spending on two players. As my text messages go off and tell me that I'm probably right. That is not uh, exactly friendly price tag. While it may be worth it for two players. So if I'm a supporter of Chelsea right now, I'm taking a look at what's going on with the Los Angeles Dodgers and what's going on with Shohei Otani and going, hmm, I don't think Killian Mbappe is showing up here. I would, I think, honestly, personally, I would like to see it happen, but I don't know. I just don't see it happening for Chelsea. It's just too much. Just there's too much for Todd Bowley to be putting his hands in or dipping his hands in in general, and especially too much to not see a return out of one point four billion dollars. But. Let's wrap up the Mbappe talk there. Where do you think he'll end up? Because I think it's a pretty interesting move here. It's again, like I mentioned, this all started way too late in the transfer window for teams to appropriately approach PSG for killing Mbappe. So somebody's going to get fleeced here. Either one team is going to spend way too much money to get Mbappe. Either PSG is not going to spend him for enough or sell him, excuse me, for enough money. Or Mbappe is going to play in a spot that he doesn't want to play in. And for the betterment of football, probably isn't the best spot for him to be in. But either way, where do you think he is going to end up for his next contract? Because this is the state of football that we are concerned about. And the state of football may be starting or going through at least Saudi Arabia. So the Saudi Arabia signings and the Saudi Arabian fever almost has been far from falling off the table. It is still going strong, this transfer window, as not only are players like David De Gea still getting bids from teams in Saudi Arabia, but I just want to read off this list of players who have A, either already signed, or B, in the process of signing with a Saudi Arabian club at this time, as of me recording this. Riyad Mahrez with Al-Ali. Alan St. Maximine uh, with Al Ali, Edward Mendy with Al Ali, Roberto Firmino with Al Ali, uh, uh, Alioski with Al Ali as well, uh, Jota, yes, that Jota from Jota on the wing, Jota, Jota on the wing, uh, he signed with Etihad, Benzema with Etihad, N'Golo Conte with Etihad, uh, Seko Fofana signs with Al Nasir, uh, Marcelo Brozovic with Al Nasir, Alex Tellez with Al Nasir, Sadio Mane with Al Nasir, Ruben Neves with Al Halal, Malinkovic Savic with Al Halal, Kalidou Koulibaly with Al Halal, um, Jason Denier with Al Fete, Jordan Henderson with Al Edifak, uh, Edifak, excuse me. And I, if I'm butchering these names, please excuse me. These are new t- 
team names to me as well at the time. Uh, Jack Hendry from Club Bruges to El Edifac, um, Musa Dembele to El Edifac, Marco Verratti most likely to Al Halal, uh, Alexander Mitrovic to Al Halal, and uh, the re- most recent name which I wanted to bring up was Lucas Zellerian, who plays or used to play for the Columbus Crew in the MLS. Uh, this is very shocking to me, and I haven't really had the time or the ability to sit back and talk about and think about how I feel about these signings with Saudi Arabian teams. Realistically, and theoretically, actually, I should say theoretically more than realistically, this is the way you build your team or build your league really your domestic leagues but something i noticed while compiling this list of all the european players that have jumped ship over to saudi arabia is that while these players are joining the saudi arabian teams there still needs room room still needs to be made for these players Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And how does that happen? Well, Saudi Arabian players are being shipped off or, or retiring or, or no longer with their Saudi Arabian domestic league or club to make room for these players. And while these players are still going to be playing with some of the top talent in Saudi Arabia and some of Saudi Arabia's best players and domestic players, that doesn't necessarily mean, well, that A, the growth of the game is going to become better in the, the, the country, but B, that the development of the game will be any better or any faster in the country domestically. 
Because, well, yes, some of the best players in Saudi Arabia will be playing with guys like Sadio Mane, Ronaldo, Riyad Mahrez, and Benzema, and all these players, and Golo Kante. The players who actually need to play alongside and learn from players like this won't be playing on those teams. While that does sound a little counteractive, you need to develop your program, your football program from the younger players, from the least experienced players and least developed players. And you got to develop them by being around players like Ronaldo, like Riyad Mahrez. And while I understand that there aren't spots for everybody and there's there's space and money that needs to be worried about. And the, although in this league, it doesn't really make sense that they are. There are still reasons why and places for players, the younger players and the players that need to develop alongside these brand new stars in this league to realize their true potential and for the Saudi Arabian domestic league and national team to actually grow and become basically what China thought they were going to become a football powerhouse internationally. Now, Waz has put out a video in the past, and I do believe as well that I don't think what Saudi Arabia and what is happening with Saudi Arabia is similar at all with it is similar, but it's not the exact same as to what is going on or what happened with the Chinese Super League. A lot of other different political things happened and a lot of things a lot of football fans don't understand or know about happened outside of the pitch or off the pitch that kind of forced the demise of football in China. But the difference between what's going on with what's going, what happened with China and Saudi Arabia is that the feel and the, the perception around football in Middle Eastern countries has changed thanks to the World Cup. And while there was a lot of discourse and, and discussion about things off the pitch with the World Cup in Qatar, that has led to other countries like Saudi Arabia, who has the money to be able to afford these types of players to then buy these types of players and hopefully eventually in the next five, 10 years, grow their league to what could be above the MLS if it's not already to a top 10, top five league in the world. And they're buying the players and talent to do so. So am I a hundred percent sold? And do I like what's going on? Not overtly, but I think that could also be because there isn't right now much accessibility to that league. And once we find out more where and when we can watch the Saudi Arabian League, maybe I'll be more into what's going on. But right now, it just seems like all these stars like Riyad Mahrez, like uh, Ronaldo, like the players that I really want to watch as well, like guys like Roberto Firmino and N'Golo Conte and Benzema and Sadio Mane. These players are now inaccessible for more fans around the world. And that's where I get my biggest issue. So the Saudi league, it has its place, but I'm concerned where it might go. 
Alrighty, let's wrap up the Saudi Arabian talk there and let's move on to our Women's World Cup conversation as let's talk a little Canada as Canada has been eliminated from the 2023 Women's World Cup as they lost a stinker 4-0 to Australia as they move on Australia and as well Nigeria moves on. They are the first of the two African nations that will be moving on to the round of 16 for the Women's World Cup. The other team being South Africa as well. And if you haven't been keeping up with this Women's World Cup, you have been missing out on a plethora of unbelievable stories that remind you why you love sport today. So many teams are making their their World Cup debut teams like the Philippines who got a massive win in their first game at the World Cup as well. South Africa, who is making uh, their advancement into the round of 16 as well. The knockout stages at the Women's World Cup. And it just keeps going on at the same breath or in the same breath. There are also some pretty interesting things that are cracking down for big clubs like Canada, but also like the U.S. women's national team as well. With where they only barely squeaked through into the knockout stages when they drew even with Portugal and Netherlands beat Vietnam 7-0. After that draw, a lot of criticism came around the U.S. women's national team, including from former uh, U.S. Uh, or American football player Carly Lloyd. Too, where she was ripping into players like Alex Morgan for dancing and Megan Rapino for dancing after they drew with Portugal, who is also making their World Cup debut. And it seems like a lot of questions around this team have been, are they really serious enough about this World Cup? And next up for the Americans are the Swedes. And Sweden is far from some pushover when it comes to international football on the women's side. And there's a lot of concern whether or not the U.S. women's national team will be able to keep up with the Swedes. And I'm one of them. The play from the Americans have been very or has been very nonchalant. It seems like they came into this tournament as two time back to back defending World Cup champions And they haven't really found their groove yet. Players other than Sophia Smith, who has been fantastic for them, haven't really found their stride. And it's kind of concerning, considering in a tournament like the World Cup, you need to find your peak at the right time. Could this be where the U.S. finds their peak? Maybe. They're experienced enough club or experienced enough side, excuse me, where stuff like this is easily fixable. It's an easy, hey, we've been here before. We're a good club. We know what we can do. Let's go out there and prove that we can do it. Inside, like the Americans, can go and do that. But on the flip side, if you're a team like Sweden or in the future, uh, if they do move on a team like France, a team like Australia, Japan, England, they're going to look at you and go, 
A, we're having a better tournament than you, but B, you sent out that pretty stupid uh, advertisement at the start of the tournament and said, we're the team to beat and the world is looking for us. And well, look at what happened. And we want to be the team that takes you out of this tournament. I think the Americans have put a, a very big target on their back that they're not exactly ready to take on and if they are eliminated by the Swedes in the round of 16 and we have a brand new upcoming World Cup champion I think that should be a story that we really talk about because there are teams in this tournament that are insanely talented and have surprised the world already. And if there's a brand new champion that nobody expected there to be, and a new star or multiple new stars that not only the women's football scene needs to talk about, but the entire football world needs to talk about, that's one of the most exciting things we can have as football fans. Teams like England, who have stars like Lauren James, Reese James' brother, who people uh, from all over the sports world, not just the football world, the sports world are coming out and saying, this is the best women's footballer in the world. And we're saying that in a tournament that still hasn't seen the likes of Sam Kerr in it, who is arguably the best player in the world. Players like Chloe Kelly, who just recently scored her first goal of the tournament as well for England as well. Colombia has been one of the most exciting teams to watch at the World Cup, winning both of their games so far at the World Cup. And lots to thank, or it has to do with Linda Caicedo, who at one point at the age of 16, if I'm not mistaken, found out that she had ovarian cancer. She wasn't sure she was ever going to play again. Now she is leading Colombia to potentially a World Cup because the Americans are still on the back foot. This is an exciting tournament for the rest of the tournament, obviously, but for the rest of the world, because A, this is a record-breaking tournament. B, this has been far from a predictable tournament. But C, we are watching stars develop right in front of our eyes. And if you haven't, I know the games are very difficult to watch. One o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning here, mountain time at least. They may be difficult to tune into, but if you can't, this has been some of the best football that I have seen in a, since especially the season ended. But it has been one of the most passionate tournaments I've seen in a very long time. And it makes you remember why you love not only this sport, but sports in general. So the Women's World Cup, if you haven't tuned in, the round is 16 and the knockout stages are about to begin next week. Uh, I guess it's Wednesday, so later this week. Uh, so make sure you tune into that. Alrighty, let's wrap it up there on this episode of Extra Time presented by Betway. Excuse me, this episode has been, or this show, I guess, has been delayed a little bit while Liam has been on vacation. 
I've been in the middle of my own little move here. So to make it up for you for missing last week, we are going to come out with two episodes this week. So make sure you watch out for that. And then again, one more before Liam returns. So let me know if you miss Liam. (laughs) Alrighty, let's call it there, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Extra Time presented by Betway. Stay safe and don't do anything I wouldn't do.